Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Iceland with Kids podcast. Today's topic is the Westman Islands. I found myself mentioning the Westman Islands in episode three, uh, which was three questions to help you plan your Iceland trip. And one of the questions was whether you wanted to take Ring Road or not. And that means you go all the way around Iceland, it means you have a lot more driving to do, but of course you see more things around Iceland. And one of the things I said was that if you don't take Ring Road, you have more time for some, some of the attractions on the South Coast or in other areas. One of those was the Westman Islands. And so let me tell you today why I think it may be worth it to deviate from a more typical Ring Road plan and spend some of that extra time you free up visiting the Westman Islands. Let me start by telling you what I mean when I say the Westman Islands. So the Westman Islands are an archipelago, so this chain of islands off of the south coast of Iceland. Only one of those islands has any inhabitants on it. That island is called Heimae. It's spelled H-E-I-M-A-E-Y. And so when I say you're visiting the Westman Islands, you're really visiting Heimae because the other islands you can see by boat, but you're unlikely to go and visit them. And so I use the Westman Islands and Heimae interchangeably. I'm just going to call it the Westman Islands. I think it sounds better. To get there, you have to take a ferry and you have to park. Um, you can take your car on the ferry, but you don't have to. Um, I prefer not to. It's nice to walk. But let me dive into the ferry and tell you that's actually one of the reasons I think this is a really great place to visit is because of the ferry. But let me dive in now to my three reasons why I think you should visit the Westman Islands. Before I start, you may want to head to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, sign up for free there, and we'll have a downloadable map that you can see of the Westman Islands and where the ports are for the ferry and some of the sites and attractions you can also see on the Westman Islands. So head to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, sign up, and then you can use that map as you follow along and listen to our three reasons to visit the Westman Islands. My first reason why I really love visiting the Westman Islands, as I alluded to a minute ago, is the ferry. Now the ferry at first may seem like it's just a burden, it's an extra step you have to go through to make it to the Westman Islands, but I think that's part of the charm. First of all, the ferry ride itself, which is about 35 minutes long, is perfect, it's fun. And you're on the water, it's a perfect length for kids, I think, you're not stuck on a three hour whale watching ride. And as you get closer to the Westman Islands, you can see some of these rock formations um, in this harbor that are formed from uh, a volcano that we'll get to in a minute. That'll be reason number two. So I think it's a perfect trip. It's not very expensive because it is transportation after all. This isn't a, you know, a pleasure tourist trap ride. This is transportation getting to the Westman Islands. The ferry itself is big. It's new. There's a new one that was just introduced around a year ago in the fall of 2019. There's a little restaurant in it if you choose, although I recommend you go outside and see everything. One, just to see the attractions and two, to minimize seasickness. The other reason the ferry is nice is because what I stated at the very beginning of this is that it's hard. You have to schedule. You have to be there at the right time for the ferry. And that keeps a lot of other tourists away. And so when you get to the, to the Westman Islands, you feel like you're in a sort of a different, slower moving part of Iceland somehow. Very few tourists make it here. And so while there are plenty of tourist activities, there's also normal life. You know, this is a place where over 4,000 people live and there are two big 
grocery stores there that the residents use. There's a, you know, a swimming pool, a swimming pool complex, really a thermal pool complex. That's wonderful because it's mostly locals. And you can walk around this small town and really feel like you're getting a sense of Iceland that isn't crowded by tourists. So the ferry itself, I think it's great for kids. That 35 minutes, I think, is the perfect length to sort of get away from Iceland and the crowds, but not have it be so onerous that you're stuck on this boat for hours. Hopefully we'll get there at the end. There are some cases where you may spend some extra time there. But the ferry, I think, is the best reason, number one reason to go visit the, the Westman Islands. feels like you've gotten somewhere and you see something very, very different with very few tourists. The second reason you should consider visiting the Westman Islands while you're in Iceland is a volcano, actually a particular volcano called Eldfettel. This volcano, which is on the Westman Islands, was assumed to be dormant, but it erupted in January of 1973. Fortunately, nobody was killed. Um, everybody was evacuated to the mainland of Iceland using the fishing boats on the Westman Islands, but it erupted for five months. And during those five months, um, fully a third of the houses in the Westman Islands were buried, destroyed by this lava, and another third were damaged. So two thirds of the houses were either damaged or destroyed. And the Westman Islands is so full of history right now from this volcano that you're going to learn something anywhere you go. So this was 1973. This is less than 50 years ago. And so when you're walking around, you're going to meet some people who were impacted by this volcano. We were on a boat ride with a woman who was six years old when Eldfettel um, exploded, erupted. Um, and there are many things you can do related to this volcano. One is there is a volcano uh, museum on the Westman Islands. And what they've done is they've dug out a house that was buried in lava and they left it exactly as it was on this day in 1973. And you can walk around and there's a sort of fancy, you know, advanced technology audio guide that knows where you are and tells you what you're looking at. And you can sort of see what life was like sort of frozen in time when this, when this volcano erupted in the middle of the night in January of 1973. You can hike on lava. Now, there are some places you can go up closer to the actual eruption site that are still warm, um, but there are hiking trails now that have cooled down. But as you walk, there are going to be these markers, these plaques, I guess you could call them, mounted to rocks. And it says, you know, below your feet is the home of such and such family. You're standing on top of their house that's buried 30 feet in lava. And it's sort of a, an amazing experience to sort of feel the power of nature while you're standing there, realizing that 50 years ago, you know, you'd be hovering in the air above somebody's house. It's a crazy thing. So I really like visiting to see this, this volcano itself. You can actually visit the actual volcano. You can visit the museum. You can hike on this lava. The other thing is that the harbor you're coming into on this ferry was formed by this volcano. So there was an old harbor and the volcano erupted, the lava came down as it flowed. They were worried their harbor was going to be fully cut off and, and just gone. And they actually sprayed some hoses. They brought in some sort of these, I don't know, fire hoses that sat in the water and sprayed water on the, on the hot lava. It cooled down and actually had formed this better mouth of the harbor. So the water is calmer. But as you're looking around, you're seeing these incredible rock formations from this lava as it cooled and realizing that, you know, this is a piece of history you're looking at from this incredible eruption of this volcano in 1973. So I think that is a unique, incredible reason. Maybe this should have been reason number one to visit the Westman Islands. It's an incredible piece of history you can see everywhere you look on the Westman Islands. 
Okay, so reason number one to visit the Westman Islands was the ferry. Reason number two was the volcano. And reason number three are the puffins. Now, you can certainly see puffins in other places in Iceland. You don't have to come on the ferry to the Westman Islands to see puffins. But the largest puffin colony in the world is here on the Westman Islands. Scientists estimate there are up to four million puffins here. And just like with the, our volcano, where everywhere you look, there's going to be a piece of history from this volcano. Same thing with puffins. As you walk around, you're going to see lots and lots and lots of puffin things. When you're on the ferry, you're going to see puffins in the water probably. When you get to the harbor, there's a large puffin statue there and the street signs are puffin shaped and you can actually see puffins as well. You're not going to get as close as you might get in other places in Iceland, except in one place, which is the Sea Life Trust. Oh, um, this is an aquarium in the harbor and they actually have puffins. You can see them and go up close and see them swimming. They also rescue puffins here. So when you go, you may see some puffins in, in the labs in the back and see them rescuing them and cleaning them and making sure they're healthy enough to, to go back in the water. You can also see them on a really fun tour uh, with a company called Aya Tours, and we'll have a link in the show notes to their website. They have a, a puffins and, and volcanoes tour that really covers the best of the Westman Islands. The best part of this best of the Westman Islands tour is your tour guide, whose name is Ebby. Um, Ebby was born and raised on the Westman Islands, and Ebby can trace his heritage, his ancestors, back to the year 930. Not 1930, 930, when the Vikings settled here. And so he is a character. He's fun. He knows everything, what's going on in this islands, and he'll share it with you on this tour. When you pay for the Volcano and Puffin tour with Ebby, the last stop on the tour is the Sea Life Trust. Um, and one tip, by the way, is that you've paid for it. So you've part of the ticket price you've paid for this tour is the admission price for the Sea Life Trust. So when the tour is over, you can go back around again and explore the Sea Life Trust with more time without having to be rushed through if the tour is running late. But one of the big benefits of going through that first time with Ebby, uh, he's also called the Puffin Whisperer. And typically when you show up, you're going to get a meet and greet with a puffin. Now this varies based on which puffins are there are there on a given day. Um, some of the puffins do come and go. But when we were there, we got to hold a puffin on our shoulder, um, literally a real live puffin on the shoulder. Puffins love Ebby. He loves them. They hang out with him. They follow him. So when you go with Ebby, you get this as part of your package as well. So you get to be as close to a puffin as you can possibly be. So that is one extra benefit of this tour. One other place to see puffins. Very, very up close. Those are my three reasons to visit the Westman Islands. There's a lot more to see and do on the island. Um, there is a rock that looks like an elephant. It's called Elephant Rock. You'll see that on the tour with Aya Tours as well, or you can see it on your own. Um, there are some wonderful restaurants, including uh, Sleeper Inn, uh, S-L-I-P-P-U-R-I-N-N, which is, I think, one of the nicest restaurants in Iceland. I think we had one of our best meals there. They go out in the mornings and pick local seaweed and other vegetables for your meal. Um, great meal, great kids meal as well. Um, there's also a rock with a rope in it called Sprangen. And this is where the young kids practice uh, egg hunting. So they use the rope to swing and catch eggs. I think they don't do as much of that, but they still do some of that. Uh, my son and I uh, last summer had a great time having dinner at Slipperin and then going and swinging on Sprangen. By the way, when you swing on this rope, you can't get hurt. Make sure your feet always face the cliff, not your back toward the cliff. So those are some other things to do. 
Let me end with a quick discussion of some of the nuts and bolts of planning your trip to the Westman Islands. So I mentioned in topic number one, the ferry is one of the reasons I like visiting the Westman Islands. I mentioned that it's a 35-minute ferry ride. That's usually true. So the main harbor that gets you to the Westman Islands is called Lendeahaben. Um, starts with L-A-N-D-E-Y-G-A, and then it ends with H-O-F-N, which is looks like Hoffen, but it's pronounced more like Hoven. Um, that means harbor. That's the main harbor. If the weather isn't cooperating, sometimes the ferry has to go to a what I'll call a backup harbor, which is called Thorlax Hoven. Uh, starts with one of those thorn uh, P's, so thorn, O-R-L-A-K-S-H-O-F-N. If it has to go there instead of Lendeahubben, you're talking about instead of a 35-minute ride, it's a two-hour and 45-minute ride. And also, your car isn't at that harbor. Your car is at a completely different harbor. So... If that happens to you, it's not ideal. Um, you can figure things out, but you do want to keep an eye on the weather. Uh, make sure that the weather looks pretty good. If there is a storm coming, you might consider not taking this trip. In rare cases, the ferry is also canceled. If there's a bad snowstorm and neither harbor works, you could be stuck either not being able to get to the Westman Islands or stuck on the Westman Islands. And that happens sometimes too. So you don't want to do this on the very last day of your trip, on the rare case that you are stuck there and you're going to miss your flight, but you may have to, to coordinate. I will say though that there is a new ferry. So the boat that takes you there is new as of, I think, August of 2019. The new boat was custom made to go into to Landeahubben. And so it's much more likely that you're able to go, maybe not in the winter as much, but really, if you're there in the spring, summer, or fall, there's a good chance you're going to get to go to the main harbor and get this 35-minute ride. But still, keep an eye on the weather. I'll have a link to the, the ferry company's Facebook page. They give updates on what's going on. But keep an eye and know that you could get stuck, but it's not as common as it used to be. Thanks for listening to the Iceland with Kids podcast. For more information, check out our website at icelandwithkids.com. Or if you want help planning your Iceland vacation, or even having me serve as your personal guide in Iceland, just send me an email, eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks for listening.